0: doing this morning woo! praise god we survived the rain if we can keep the uh code from freezing some of this stuff over so that there's no wrecks and stuff that'll be great it's good to see everybody here today um it boy it's going to be a great day to praise god we starting this year off right and uh wednesday night we have our bible study at seven we'll be uh moving on this next week to the next chapter of 14 in genesis and um, then we have a little bit of fellowship afterwards so come on out if you get a chance and uh, now the the gals are getting together and walking and guys can too if you want to because i think andy was here last time and uh, um, walking around the building on tuesdays and thursdays so that you can go through the gym and up through here and stuff and uh, just get you some exercise now that it's uh, wintertime and it's hard to get outside and see Brenda if you have any questions about it, but it's a, it's really a nice little walk and a nice little time again of fellowship. And today, after afterwards, after service, if you get a chance, we have our annual meeting, so uh, if you want to hang and, and stay for that, uh, we'd love to have you to, to be a part. Uh, there's still some sign-up sheets back there in the foyer uh, for to help with teaching and to help with food preparation and cleaning the building and and all the help that we can get would be appreciated so if you if you can uh sign up and the more that signs up the less that it has to be divvied out so it it spreads it out longer between times that you have to do anything and uh tomorrow is the secret sister uh party that was canceled before christmas so anyone that wants to be out tomorrow night at 6 six thirty here at the gym uh i think they're bringing some finger foods and some some different things and going to have a fellowship and even if you didn't participate you can still participate in that and come on in and, and be a part of it um, we keep everybody on our prayer list keep them in your prayers because we have so many and if you if you don't follow uh, new life christian on facebook please follow that if you're on it because that's where I kind of do a lot of the communication about sickness or if if uh, if something comes up that we're closed, you can always check there, like if there's too much snow or something. So uh, soon I want to bring a sign-up sheet for text message phone numbers for everybody so that we might be able to send out a couple of mass text messages when we need to send out something special like that too. Uh, we've got a couple of birthdays uh, this week. <laughs> Dorothy and Sarah, and we had a couple last week. If you had a birthday last week, raise your hand. Yeah, Judy and Dave. Anyone else? Felicia did. So, uh, for all of you, let's sing happy birthday. And uh, Ron's not here. Ron's got pink eye. I don't know if you saw the... uh, the post on facebook for all the prayers but last week his daughter heather had it uh, really bad they even opened on sunday to flush her eye out with betadine and they thought they were going to have to scrape it it's the worst kind highly contagious and then his wife got it and he didn't come last week because he's a f- or on wednesday because he thought he might he didn't want to give it if he didn't have it because there's a seven to ten day incubation time well he texted me saturday and he got it. So uh, he's not here to do the special birthday song. But we will just sing the normal happy birthday. And I uh, wish everybody a happy birthday this day. And a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Every day. Happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you and the best year you've ever had amen yeah and and i forgot the old one so i got mixed up there and so it's like uh uh-oh i'm stuck (laughs) it's kind of like our message today when you get stuck and you're trapped the lord's going to help you out (laughs) um before we begin too, we'll we'll go to our father in a word of prayer and uh part of part of that prayer as we prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the word of god um, whenever i close this out i'm going to pray also for uh, joyce lee's mom uh, she had heart surgery on friday and it was a very serious surgery and the aorta once they got in there was hardened it wasn't uh, supple it was stiff and very bad shape and it was a tedious operation And they left her in an induced coma to rest and then the next day I don't know what happened but something blocked in the bowels and they had to take her in for emergency surgery and didn't know what was going to happen with that but I seen Lee walk through she had uh, texted me last night that everything went well and to thank everyone for their prayers but we'll continue to pray for her and our healing our military the fires that are going on in Australia and um, for the, the families involved in that air disaster that happened this week. So let's, let's go to our Father in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this day. For all your wonderful blessings of life. Especially for your son, Jesus thank you for that redemption that comes through his sacrifice and thank you for allowing your son to be offered up in our place and so father we praise you and what we're going to study today from your word is worth more than silver and gold and that's a promise that you've made so we pray that our hearts and our minds will be open and receptive to it may we understand the true spiritual meaning behind the physical thing that we're going to study and father through it all may we glorify you with our life and father as we move on i I pray for joyce and i pray that you will continue to strengthen her and to heal her and that there's no more complications that will arise and they can bring her out from that sleep and and she will be healed and she will be back and i pray for a peace and a calm to go across lee and bailey and the rest of the family because they've been really distressed the last couple of days father so i pray for that we pray also for all of our leaders of this country we pray for our men and women who are in harm's way and in the, in the military but not only that father with with even in our our law enforcement within our fire departments within our emts and with all who serve in a way to try to help and to protect us father we we pray for them and and your safety to be upon them and father we pray for that continent of australia so many of your wonderful animals are on that place and so father we we pray that you will put those fires out that you will help it to grow back and be rebirthed through that father with with terrific growth and uh, we pray for all of the family members that was in that air disaster that's why we also pray for our military personnel because they thought it was some type of a military plane and did it by mistake so we we pray for their families, and we pray for their peace and their comfort, Father. We pray for your blessing upon this lesson today. May you bless your word richly within us. May we take it and not forget it, but use it, Father, every day of our life, and through that may we glorify you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Ah) If you want to, turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 13. That's where we're going to be today. You know, we kicked in. There's Miss Heather. We just prayed for you and your eyes. I told them about it and you're better. Good. But now it's mom and dad, right? (laughs) Anyway, yeah, and the church of the future. Uh, Last week we ushered in a new year and a new decade. and We uh, went with an old, old story. We talked about david and goliath you know what this year we're going to stretch and go back a little bit further we're going to go all the way back to exodus 13 and that's about 4500 years ago uh 3500 3500 years ago this took place but i want you to know something it's just as relevant true and important for us today in our life as it was to them you know it says in romans 15 and verse 4 that the things that god chose to write down for us from the old times were written specifically for our learning they were written for us to learn from and to take them in and and for it to help us in our life you know out of everything that's happened in the last six thousand years since he brought forth life with adam and eve and his planet out of all of that history god chose this book what's in it to share with us from his word to give us everything that we need to provide us with peace with life with hope with godliness and so we can glean so much from it you know it says in first peter chapter one this is going to be the principle behind what we're studying today in exodus here is the principle behind this one and it's this Chapter 1 verse 3 beginning it says blessed is the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to the abundance of his kindness he did beget us again. That means we are born again to a living hope through the rising again the resurrection of Jesus Christ out from the dead to an inheritance that is incorruptible it's undefiled it's unfading and it's reserved for you and I. In the heavens who that's talking about us today who in the power of God we are being guarded praise praise God for that we are guarded through faith unto salvation that's ready to be revealed to us in the last time in which you can be glad for a little while now even if it be necessary that you be made to be in sorrow through manifold trials that that's a purpose clause there's a purpose behind the pain behind the trials behind the things that the proof of your faith which is much more precious than gold that is perishing and through the fire becomes approved or purified and it may be found then to the praise the honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ whom none of us have seen but yet we love in whom we've never seen but we believe and we will one day be filled with gladness and joy unspeakable and be glorified when we receive the end of our faith, which is the salvation of our souls. Those are the things that tell us if you are born again in Christ, your life is guarded. It's guarded through your faith. There is a guard. He is watching us every step of the way. Your salvation is going to be revealed at the end of that. Yet we walk in this path. Amen is right. Amen is right. I mean, this is some beautiful stuff here. You are guarded. And it's taking you to be revealed the salvation of your souls on that day. And then it says... In which, though, in this testing, there's manifold tests that come along. It's hard to be happy in those, isn't it? That's why he says, if you can be for this little while, little bit, be happy. Because at the time we're going through our testing, it doesn't seem good. It hurts. But there's a purpose behind that. And he said that the purpose behind the pain is that, when you stay true and when you follow through and you place all of that in God's care the proven genuine of your faith like gold that is tried by fire and purified and that pure faith bubbles out it is more precious than gold that perishes it's the most important thing that there is and so God allows us and brings us sometimes Purposely into those places so that we can, through pressure, trial, and testing, come out from that refined with a deeper faith. Because when we see how He worked to bring us through that, it builds our faith into a stronger bond with Him for the next time and the next time, and it keeps building that way. In God's point of view, His infinite wisdom. He knows this to be true even if we don't and so that's why he does that and allows it but he wants us to know that every step of the way you're guarded it says you are guarded through that and that's what we're going to look at today most of the time I question why that is and I don't like testing and I don't like being proved but I have looked back and through those times it has made me stronger And so now I have to try to continue to trust in him when those things come my way. And when we do that, when the world sees you and I go through these things and our faith doesn't waver and your trust stays in God, you know what happens? They're like, man, the only way they made that is because God was with them. And that's your witness. And then you know what? That's that purpose clause that's there because then it says this, so that all of that might result in the praise and glory and honor to the Father. Did you know that it praise and worship and glory to God isn't just what we do on Sunday when we're together here and worshiping and praising Him? It's how you live your life the rest of the week. And it's how people see that you've lived your life the rest of the week. And if you are proven through that fire, they can say, give God the glory. That's the only place it can go. And he receives the glory and the honor. We praise him and give him more glory and honor through that than by coming in here and singing these songs and and worshiping him. This is a big part of it. And we fellowship together and we commune with our Lord. But day by day we are the witness to the world. And that brings him glory and honor. And so he tests us and proves us so that we can honor him in our life. And that then brings a life to us that can rest in faith in him. Because then we build confidence and we build strength through this training we have did you know that's what it's for is training it's training us up like a father does a child to be in the right direction so that's the ultimate goal and the reward that leads to the saving of our souls and we will one day be glad with unspeakable joy all of it will be worth it and then we will understand why even if we don't always understand it now so the story behind this section of scripture in first peter is exodus 13 if you're with me there and you've got your bibles open to that they've been living the children of israel in egypt now for about 430 years and about 400 of that's been under bondage when a pharaoh came in that knew not joseph any longer and they started putting them into slavery and and having them to work for them and it's been about 400 years but now is the time for them to be released and god called moses up to be able to do that and send him back and said tell him to let my people go and so he goes back pharaoh didn't want to heed and so we got 10 plagues later pharaoh is ready and he's given them away and he said go go worship your god and now that's what's happening they're leaving and that's where we find them in exodus chapter 13 and beginning in the first verse it says uh or Uh, In verse 17 is where we'll drop down to. And it came to pass that Pharaoh had let the people go. But God did something unique. He didn't lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that land was near. For God knew that there would be a great temptation for them to become afraid. That's something that we have to battle all the time, isn't it? They might become afraid about what they're going to face, these people of war, this spiritual battle that we're in, and they're going to turn tail and run back to Egypt where they came from. So God decided to lead his people around by the way of the wilderness, by the Red Sea. And thus, the children of Israel left in an orderly fashion away from Egypt and not the proper way but through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Now, the normal route out of Egypt... If you've seen the map, and I did a little drawing, and I didn't get it transferred, and I don't want to try to do my phone and get it up there. It may not, but I had this little drawing that I did by hand so that we can understand what's going on here. God led them basically into a trap. Whenever we go down there, that way of the wilderness, look at verse 21 and 22 of the text. So the Lord now is going before them in a pillar of a cloud to lead the way by day and by fire by night and so they had a way to go they were being led to where they're supposed to go and where God is directing them I want you to remember that an actual pillar of fire in in the nighttime to provide light and a cloud by the day went in front of them and they were to follow that cloud wherever they want. Sounds like at one of those old songs. Where he leads, I will follow that old song. So that's what they were doing. They were following the Lord that was in that pillar that was above them. Now, when you turn the page and get to 14, I almost got ahead of myself, because that's where the drawing comes in. In chapter 14 and verse one, the Lord spoke to Moses, and he told him exactly, now that this was leading them where they're supposed to go, in that way of the wilderness and stood of up by Canaan. The, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I want you to camp. I want you to make a camp with Pi-ha-harath on one side and Baal-zephor on the other side and the Red Sea in the back and there's a Migdal right there by that too. And so I drew it out so that maybe we could see it, but I don't have it on there because I did it this morning right before I came. And I was like, oh, I don't have a way to transfer it. But here's what it was. If you can picture in your mind that this is the Red Sea and I'll call that one P-ha for the one that's so hard to say that side is P-ha and this is B-Z Baal of the and that's the way God brought him in was that way Migdal is right on the corner of p Hara. a Migdal is like a little fortification it's an outpost. It's a watchtower place. And that's where the Egyptians would, would have soldiers so that anyone trying to sneak into Egypt, they would be alarmed and know, and the army would come to meet them. So there was that little outpost there, and Piha is a mountain range. BZ is a mountain range. The Red Sea is behind you. So when God said I'm going to lead you into here between these two with the sea behind you and I want you to camp there, God basically put them in a bottleneck trap. Where are you going to go if the enemy comes after you? You can only go to where they're at because you got a mountain range here and a mountain range here and a sea behind you. You've got nowhere to go, Jack. You're in a trap. God put them there for a purpose. Look, it says the Lord told him where, speak to the children of Israel, turn, turn in and camp right there, and you will camp before all of that by the sea. So they've led them on the journey. He's put them in this bottleneck to where they're trapped, and now there's a purpose behind that trap. Look at verse 3. God says to Moses, Pharaoh will say about the children of Israel they're bewildered the wilderness has kind of swallowed them up they got lost in there they they stepped into a trap and God says what I'm going to do is when Pharaoh hears of it I'm going to continue letting his heart become hard and he's going to come after you and when he does I'm going to be glorified you see God's putting them purposely in a place to be under pressure, to be trapped in a hopeless and a helpless situation so that you can only know that it was the Lord that's going to deliver you from what you got into. You didn't do it by yourself. You didn't make the wrong decision this time. Sometimes we get whacked for that too when we make wrong decisions. But this time you didn't. You're where God told you to camp. You've been following that pillar. You're where he said to be, but now all of a sudden you're in a trap. And God says, but I'm going to do it my way because I am going to be glorified through this. And And they will know, everyone will know that I am the Lord God of Israel. And thus they did, it says, and they camped right there. You know, the Lord is always watching over you. He is always watching over his people. That pillar when it when they followed where it said and it parked right here in front of the Red Sea and they were all out there in front of it facing that opening with the mountain ranges on each side. The Lord was right there behind them watching over what was going on. He led them to a place of adversity and training because he led them through the wilderness. Jesus after his baptism it says the spirit led him where to be tempted 40 days and 40 nights to the wilderness the wilderness is the place of testing and training so whenever you read that you're in the wilderness it's the place of testing and training Jesus was 40 days these cats are going to have to be 40 years a long time It, it sometimes it takes us a long time to get it doesn't it so, but they're right where they're supposed to be and adversity's getting ready to come. And now, that little migdol, somebody was in there watching because it says it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled and the heart of Pharaoh turned and his servants turned against the people of God and they took a council and they said, why did we let them go? They served us. They did our hard work. They did the back-breaking work for us and we just turned them loose. And it says that Pharaoh, he started calling for war. And he called up all the chariots of Israel. 600 of the choicest chariots he put himself over and they surrounded him. He led them, but they were there to protect him. He had captains over the rest of them and horses and horsemen. And they went off. Now, whenever you're riding through the desert you got that many horses and chariots and people coming at you you can see it a long way off can't you because that dust cloud is out there and it starts coming closer and closer and closer now it says in verse 9 that camping by the sea with piha on one side and bz on the other and that bottleneck and the red sea behind them and that barrier that's put there they were in the exact spot that god wanted to be and as the children as the Pharaoh and the war chariots drew near. The children of Israel lifted up their eyes there in the desert and the wilderness, seeing that coming. And in verse 10, we read that when they saw the enemy in that cloud of dust bearing down upon them and coming at them, we read there that they praised God for the deliverance that He was going to give them. He said, I know that the battle is the Lord's and that He is going to deliver us and I am going to be still and I'm going to wait and see what He does and then I'm going to rejoice. Y'all looking at me funny, is that what it says? No, what's it say? They cried out. What were they? Afraid, fear, Fear and this fear, they start crying out and they start crying to Moses, they start crying to God. you guys ain't never did this but this mimics me how about some of these Um, woe is me why is this happening to Moses it's your fault were there not enough graves in Egypt that you brought us out here just so that we could be like this sitting ducks in front of Pharaoh is that what you did why did you do that then have you ever done this Didn't I say that this was going to happen? That it would have been better off if I would have stayed in Egypt under that bondage instead of coming out here and following you and trusting in God who's already left us out here for all these years. You know, sometimes when fear overcomes you from what is approaching, we have a habit of doing some of that. At least I do. You start getting a little bit haywired now that's the human side of us coming out and that's why we have to be trained through all this you see we don't often have the foreknowledge of how this is going to end do we when you start getting into something and you can't see the end from the beginning like God does you don't know how it's going to turn out so you worry and you've got anxiety and you've got your fears But God's already told Moses how it's going to turn out. He said, I'm going to be glorified through this, and they're all going to know who I am. So Moses, he's still a little apprehensive, but he's got some foreknowledge. The rest of these guys don't. And so they're waiting to see what happens. And Moses, God tells Moses, and Moses tells them something that I read over and over and over in the Word of God. Fear not. Fear not don't be afraid you know have you seen the things that says that that phrase is in the bible at least 365 times so that one every day of the year you could take a fear not passage out of the bible and use it for your situation in life share something with you i love to wear camo before i came here i had a youtube channel well it's still there i just don't have time to actively engage it all the time but my channel is the camo crusader for christ i thought that was a cool title so i put that up there camo crusader for christ and i tried to wear a camo shirt a different one if i could every day as i gave a talk each day a little five minute or so devotional on living this year without fear i got up to about 65 of them before i came here and and Kind of started ministering here and stood a ministering on there. But living this year without fear, I see it over and over in the Word of God. Do not be afraid, have no fear. Stand still and watch the Lord fight for you. That's what he's going to say in verse 13. Stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. He will accomplish this for you. Stand still. The Egyptians, your enemy, that you see today, you will no longer see after this forever. Forever is a long time. God is the God of forever. And he's the God that delivers you from the hand of the enemies when they're bearing down and it looks like there's no other way out for you in this mess so I am to stand still that's great advice but do I usually do that (laughs) no because I'm still in the middle of this thing and I really don't know the end from the beginning and I'm trying to trust in God for that deliverance and wait for that but it's hard and I get all amped up inside and I get all worked up over this and I am still kind of just crying out to the Lord and so that's when we get to verse 15 and Moses then starts to come before God and Moses said hey I told you to fear not that I'm going to fight for you and to hold your peace why are you guys still crying out why are you still crying you're supposed to be watching and waiting and trusting and praying why are you still crying out that's me still stuck in panic mode a little bit so now tell the children of israel here's the advice when that happens go forward move on instead of being paralyzed we studied the paralytic two weeks ago remember that jesus said what take up your bed and walk get up on out of here he says move forward start doing something take your mind off and Quit being distracted and paralyzed with what you see coming at you and trust in me and stand still. Because Moses, in a minute you're going to lift up your rod and you're going to hold it over that sea and it's going to part and you're going to go across on dry ground and I'm going to redeem you. So tell him to get ready to move forward and to be ready. And you know what? That can only happen by a miracle from God, can it? Only God can make a deliverance like that. Because if you tell me to take a rod and go down to Lake Monroe or even over to Jeff's little pond, I can hold that over that and try to separate it and make dry ground come in the middle, and it's not going to happen. And a wall of water is not going to part. Sometimes it takes an impossible situation for God to prove to you that he is with you and that he is real and that it's his fight and not yours. So he told him to get ready to go forward. In verse 17, he said, I'm going to get ready to harden Pharaoh's heart some more and all of his army with him and they're going to follow you through the midst of that sea. And when they do, I am going to gain honor over Pharaoh and all of Egypt will know that I am God. Next, we see how the Lord goes to work. You remember, they're in a hopeless, helpless, trapped situation, but you remember what was behind them in front of the Red Sea? Pillar. Guess what happens? It starts to turn nighttime. That pillar moves from the back of them that was leading them to their back to protect them if you are camped where the lord wants you to be in life and you followed his directions and took the steps to where he said that pillar that was leading you that way when the enemy tries to come from the rear it says he switched positions and stood between in the gap back there where the mountains came together and they were drawing near the pillar the lord jesus christ stood in between and stopped them and it says to them then that pillar done something amazing it turned half and half the side that faced the egyptians that night stayed dark it was the cloud the side that faced god's people was the fire and it was the light so they stayed in the darkness god's people stayed in the light And God protected them and stopped them. And it says all night long. That stayed there and protected them. And the enemy could not cross over. There was no way. Isn't that amazing? You remember what we started this out with? That these things are written for our learning. And that these things are there so that we learn how God operates in our life. And this is the way he's doing it. He led you to a situation to protect and to show who he is for his glory and for his purpose. And so now, that pillar is there separating them. Now he says, Moses, stretch forth thine hand across the sea. And he did. And it says, a strong east wind started blowing. And it blew all night long. Now... I don't know if you've got your Bibles open, but if you go to chapter 15, I'm going to teach you something that I learned this week. I'm going to try not to let my eyes sweat. Because when I learned this one, my eyes sweat for a little while. If you're there in chapter 15, down about verse 8, what's it say? Somebody read that for me. Little, little louder. Let everybody hear it. Did you hear that? He says, the word of God says the next chapter is a song of praise for God's deliverance of what he just did. And in that song of praise, it says that they sang, by the blast of your nostrils, God, by the breath of you, which is the word for the Holy Spirit, it separated the waters, it piled them up on each side, and it dried up the ground. And the same breath of God that gave you and I life, when it said in the beginning that God formed man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, that same breath delivers you it protects you it sustains your life whenever you've got a problem and that breath of God blew all night long and formed a wave and they went across on dry ground and water was piled up on each side I mean each side I, I couldn't find the verse but I thought I had read somewhere that the foot of God stayed there to keep it that way i couldn't find it i find what what i found was that the foot of the priest that we're going to study one day real soon when they crossed into the promised land went into the water and it stopped the water but it was the blast of god's nostrils that did that his breath of life sustained the life and they walked through on that dry ground and now the story gets real interesting for you and i as children of god because they made their way across every last one of them. You know what? Whenever, whenever I was in the military, we start to learn something. You don't leave anybody behind. You bring them all with you. And so that's why we gather together and that's why we stay together and that's why we try to help each other because we're not going to leave anybody behind. And they made, God made sure that pillar stayed there at the front of that path. Until everyone was crossed. And then that pillar started following back. Started going across there with them. Still protecting them. And then you know what happened? Says. God started fighting for his people. He allowed them to come into the real trap. You thought you were trapped in the bottleneck. God says I'm not going to lay something too much on you. That you cannot find a way out of i will provide a way god provided the way through but the enemy he protected us from but he allowed them now to come into the trap that he had really set to show his glory and honor by your faith of walking through what you just did and so he moves on and as they did pharaoh's heart like he said continued to grow hard and he and the chariots started following in through you know what happened Yeah, before the waters, there's something great happen. They're all driving them chariots and mushing across there, and it says the Lord started confounding them. You know, he likes to start messing with them a little bit. He confounded them first, and the chariot wheels started popping off. Pop. I think a red flag would have come up with me, hopefully, when I saw the pillar, and then I saw the waters. I would have thought, I'm turning back the other way (laughs) something a lot stronger than I is doing all of this and I don't think I want to battle against that but whenever your heart is hard you don't think straight do you that's why the Lord always tells you and I not to have a hard heart and to be forgiving and to try to love one another and love your brethren and to help because with a hard heart you end up falling into the trap and that hard heart led them to say i don't care that the waters parted the land is dry that the pillar was protecting it we want them and they came in so the lord started pulling the chariot wheels off you imagine trying to drive across that with chariot wheels flying off and now you're Dragging dirt on the ground. And the horses are trying to pull through that. And if you remember. All of a sudden you're coming to a screeching halt. And what's on each side of you? A wall of water. So now they start to become afraid. And they say the Lord is fighting for them. The Lord is protecting them. Let's get out of here. And they try to get out. But the waves then crash back across. And comes down upon Pharaoh and the chariots and the horses and all of his army. And it says that whenever, he's told Moses, stretch your hand back across. And when you do, that's all going to happen and you're not going to see him anymore. And it engulfed him. And it says the, the Red Sea came back to its full depth right across there. And the Egyptians who were still in the middle were unable to get out. And the water covered all of them and all of the army while the children of God walked across on dry ground. And so the Lord saved and delivered Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians just as God had promised. God keeps his promises. We just have to trust them. And then he says today this day i will be glorified and we're going to find out in some coming weeks that years later when they get ready 40 years later when they get ready to cross into the land of canaan and they go over there and they see rahab up there in that that city of jericho that they go into she is going to hide the two spies and you know what she tells those spies everybody's bones are trembling because we all know what the Lord did for you in Egypt and out there in the desert the Lord was glorified the world over by what he did for you this is written so that you and I will know that the Lord works for us the same way he worked for them that he puts us into pressure situations so that he can really show us who he is and what he can do to build our faith to go forward and when we do, he's glorified and all the world around sees and knows and then it's their decision on whether they want to follow God and be his child and be protected like that or if they want to stay on the other side of that pillar that was protecting them. And so for you and I who have give our lives to christ i hope that this will sink in be something that gives us a strong foundation of faith as we go through life as the worship team comes on up and you're not a a child of god yet isn't today the day you make that decision i mean don't you want to be on the deliverance end of that not on the receiving end of that today is the day of salvation You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, got a little ahead of myself there, Miss T. It makes a statement there in chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. We didn't read this back in Exodus, but we read it today. Moreover, brethren, I don't want you to be unaware of something, that all of our fathers, now get this, were under the cloud, that pillar, and the Lord And the pillar, they all passed through that sea on dry ground. And then it says they were all what? Baptized into Moses through that. We don't see that there. But that was a coming in faith and trusting in God and being basically a changed person, hopefully, when you get on the other side of it. You know what Moses would later tell him right before he dies in Deuteronomy? Moses is going to say this in chapter 18, verses 15 and following. He says, God will one day raise up another prophet like unto me. I want you to listen to him. And then we move forward into John chapter 1. And in John chapter 1, verse 45, Philip has gone and find Nathanael. And you know what Philip says to him? Philip says, we have found the one that Moses talked about that was going to be the prophet like unto him let's go listen to him and that's why today we are baptized into christ just as they were and came out a changed person today colossians chapter two and verse 12 we are baptized into christ by faith in the son of god who died and gave himself for us if you're here and you've not made that decision i pray that you do today and for all who have i pray that you take this rock this section of scripture and you pray over it constantly whenever you have problems in your life and Lord I am in that situation I have followed your steps hopefully I have been led by your spirit and by that cloud and that pillar and followed the directions to be where I'm supposed to be if not help me to know so I can but until then I'm trusting I have so will you not protect me And provide me the way of escape. And you pray that in faith. So that the Lord will heal and deliver you. Let's pray. And Father. This is such a powerful section of scripture. Oh my. Thank you for sharing it with us. So that we can see you. We can see how you operate in our lives so that we don't just think that you've deserted us or forgot us or forsaken us. You made a promise that you never will. But sometimes this shows us that we have to go through certain things so that we come out strong on the other side and in it you become glorified. May we glorify you in the life that we live. In Jesus' name, amen.